Up. And Mama K. Hey, everybody. And tonight we are reviewing Ford vs. Ferrari, the new, uh, what's that guy's name? James Mangold. James Mangold directed. Um, he is, he's done quite a few films. He did uh, Logan and the Wolverine, so those X-Men films. Uh, 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line, that's the Johnny Cash movie. Uh, Girl Interrupted, that's a movie I quite like. Um, weirdly, I looked it up. He also wrote Oliver and Company. Uh, that's that. <gasps> I love no. that. Weird, right? Not the same tone. Although I guess that was thirty oh, years ago. Oh man, that just brought back so many memories. I haven't seen them forever. <laughs> so James Mangold, pretty uh, mostly acclaimed director. People like his stuff. Uh, this has been getting pretty acclaimed itself. People like this movie. Uh, I will read the synopsis real quick here. Uh, American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford and challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. It's kind of, I mean, it's pretty good. There's a lot that, there's a lot of kind of the same kind of stuff that happens here. I don't know. I, I was pretty excited to see this. I thought it looked pretty good. And I know, uh, Nicole, Mama K, you two were kind of dragging your feet a little bit on your way into this one. I mean, first of all, I want to start off by saying I don't remember when this happened. I just want to be clear about that. Like in real life. Well, you would have been what? One? I know. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I want to be clear about this. But, okay. Um, yes, no, I mean, not I that was... old. We, we, yes. <laughs> Bingo. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were other things that I was more excited about seeing than Ford versus Ferrari because cars. And Nicole, I think the same um, for you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think I was going to be like interested in seeing this, so I went in with a grain of salt. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't super excited by the subject matter, but um, you know, it's it it looked like a movie that was going to work for me. Uh, Matt Damon is Carol Shelby. He's our one of our two-handed leads. He's an American automotive designer and engineer. Uh, and our other lead is Christian Bale, who plays Ken Miles. He is a World War II veteran, British guy, and he uh, is a professional race car driver. Well, kind of semi-professional. It looks like he does kind of like chump races, but we'll get into that uh, once we spoil the movie, which we are about to do. If you haven't seen Ford vs. Ferrari, it's in theaters now. Go check it out. I think, based on the ratings and everything, this is possible award bait. This could get up for stuff. I think it's possible. Um... We rate things here at Films with the Women of My oh, Life. I don't know about that. <laughs> not if Nicole I let out a small. I, I, I had a small growl, too. Like, <laughs> Nobody ever consults me on anything, so. Right. <laughs> the Academy never calls. Mm-mm. Not us. No, we're not. We've got a lot to not... say. We do. <laughs> we read things here at Films with the Women of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. The overarching plot is the title of the movie. It's Ford vs. Ferrari. Hey. hey! I mean, there's a lot of little stuff in here. You know, the the main character, Carol Shelby, starts off as a race car driver himself, but due to a health condition, he cannot continue to race, so he's creates his own like designing engineering company uh which is uh, what are they called Amer- shelby american um and uh we also get glimpses of christian Bale's ken miles character he's like a mechanic he also races like 
on the side, I guess, which is why I said when he's a professional, hey, he's kind of a professional, but he, you know, he makes just enough to get I by. I had no idea this was a real thing. I never the, even heard this, of this race. This story before. or the or Le Mans? All of it. Nothing. <laughs> you never heard of Ford? This is an aspect <laughs> of the world I've never encountered. Were you aware? I don't, least? yeah. No, Monica, what, you were not aware of Le Mans? I, well, I'm, yeah, I'm aware of Le Mans, but I was not aware of this Ford versus Ferrari thing because when you say it like that, it sounds completely ridiculous. A Ford like versus in a, a Ferrari. Like they're in a boxing ring or something? <laughs> no, just as cars <laughs> racing one another sounds like an yeah, insane. Your for the week. <laughs> <laughs> cars it's Rock'em Sock'em Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> I'm picturing yeah. Lightning McQueen from Cars, like in a boxing <laughs> ring with Muhammad Ali. That is ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> uh, we'll leave that up for for uh, uh, our interpretation. Uh, yes, yeah, so in a deep critical analysis of who is who. Um, so those are the, our two leads, but the the overarching story is led by I guess uh, Henry Ford the second. Um, he is the current president at this time of the Ford Motor Company. Uh, this begins in like the late 50s, early 60s. So Ford is kind of getting, looking antiquated. They aren't as cool as they, well, I don't know if they were ever cool, but they're not as... Uh, well, in the and, 20s, they were cool. Right. They're, they're, they're over their hump as far as popularity. They mass produce everything as you know most cars are um but they've they've they're losing out to cooler hipper younger car companies and brands um and they're looking for a way to revamp their image and not be so old fuddy-duddy looking um in in comes lee lacoca played by barely in this uh Iacocca. john bernthal that's lee iacocca man <laughs> I, what i said what lee i call lacoca like it's La not a Coca lowercase Cabana. l it's a capital i <laughs> That's a good point. That's also, a good do point. you know who Lee Iacocca is? I guess I don't. Who's Lee Iacocca? Oh. He is. He became the um, the president. I think it was the president and leader of Chrysler. Oh, yeah. That, so that's he's the like sequel. a real. He's the first person in the movie. Well, Henry Ford the second. I didn't even know there was a Henry Ford the second. To be honest with you, but Lee Iacocca was the only person to me that was like recognizable. That's funny. That's person. like the one person I couldn't even say their name. He right. developed like the Mustang. <laughs> okay. Okay. You guys, and he you, also guys see, you guys actually know more about this than I thought. Like died I died really in know. July this year. Well, wasn't there a Shelby Mustang? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, like a big that. deal. Well, that's because I think his team developed. All right, whatever. Lee Iacocca enters. <laughs> He's uh, John... from Allentown, PA. Just so you know. Oh, that's why you, uh... you know what the person is. Yeah, because I'm just brushed up on all my Pennsylvania trivia. I don't know. It's in this general region. Lee Iacocca. It's the Keystone State. Proposes to Henry Ford. <laughs> Birthplace of America. I don't, none of that's. It's kind of. Lee Iacocca proposes to Henry Ford the uh, second that they purchase uh, Ferrari because Ferrari has no money and they're not doing well. Um, they are because they make every card by hand. Right. Yeah. They are fan. They're they're the opposite of Ford. They yeah make everything by hand. They're very fancy and sought after. And um, the they go to buy out Ferrari and the president of Ferrari uh, Enzo Ferrari is like, mm. no, I am not selling to Ford. You guys are the worst. Well, at first he was going to, but then there was like they were infiltrated by Fiat, and Fiat well, that's said what that we they saw. were going to give him 15. I think, oh, I, I, 
I interpreted that he was never going to, and he only took the Ford meeting to boost his price with Fiat to get to get a little more lucrative deal. I don't think that was Enzo Ferrari that was the instigator of that, though. I think they that was like his a, little right the, hand man. Yeah, they had his little um, runaround guy who was taking yeah. the pictures and trying to sell. Uh, them off. I think, I think he was the guy, and that's where you know. Also, I mean, yeah. Did Ferrari well, want to sell to Ford? No. No, that's the whole thing. Is Ferrari dismisses Ford, and he, we see it in all the trailers. He calls them ugly little cars made in ugly little factories. He calls Henry Ford the second fat, and Henry Ford will not stand for this. So he's like, right. well, how do we get back at Ferrari? Sitting. And then Lee Lacoca. Uh, Iacocca. <laughs> Lee Iacocca. I was, that was on purpose. Uh, he's like, well, why don't we build a really good race car and beat him at Le Mans, which is a 24-hour race, uh, endurance Insane. race. that uh, absurd. Big, very big back in the day. Um, it yes. was the big one. What, what's the comparison to today? I wonder why they today? stopped. Do they still do it? I'm pretty sure they do. I think there was a 2019. I feel race. like they do. Yeah, it's yeah. obviously not the phenomenon it was. I mean, what's the what's the racing car comparison to today? Like Daytona 500, like for NASCAR or some Formula Nothing One race. I've ever heard as far as popu- long. popularity, I'm talking mean? popularity, popularity of racing, wise? not like literal 24 yeah. hour endurance race. Probably like one of those Formula One things that goes like on Indy in 500 France. or something. Yeah, something like that. Again, I'm not. None of us sounds like are entrenched in the world of racing. Um, but. Okay. So that that's like the most prestigious thing they could do in the day. Uh, Leo Coca thinks this will get for or get Ford on the map, and this is where our protagonists enter. Carroll Chevy is tasked with designing the car, and he wants Ken Miles to be the driver because they have a rapport, a past with each other. Um, right. And that's pretty much the movie. Is them is well, Carroll trying to run in Ken because Ken's a difficult character. And um, trying to design a car for Ford and balancing all the, you know, all the corporate suits with actual ingenuity and building the thing. Um, And, you know, it's going to culminate with the race. But uh, that's that's the plot of the movie. Uh, I'll go to Nicole first Mm -hmm. tonight. What did you think of the plot of Ford vs. Ferrari? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, (laughs) I think that it's definitely an interesting topic it's not something i would ever think i wanted more information on so it's definitely new um in terms of what i've seen on uh, on the big screen so that's interesting um i don't follow this sort of thing so i'm always up for a learning experience and to see where like lee iacocca started and you know getting into the business of you know working with these two companies and how henry ford you know, had a vendetta against other companies. So in depth, I I had no idea. So it was definitely interesting to see. Um, I like the story that we build with um, our two main characters here. Um, I thought that they really played well off of each other. There were some confusing parts in there for me that I feel like could have been left out, could have been explained a little bit better, could have been... Yeah, pretty much like eliminated and it wouldn't have affected the value that I got from this. Um, it was very, it was enjoyable to watch. It was a little too fucking long for me, but that might be personal <laughs> preference. I don't know. It's two um, and a half hours. I think most people prefer yeah. something in the hour 45 range. Yeah, but I did like the plot, um, how it, how it moved pretty, pretty quickly. You know, I didn't have a sense of time during this, which didn't bother me. And I liked a lot of the plot lines with, um, what's his name? Ken Miles? 
Ken Miles is I, the driver. Yeah, I like the Bale. I like the plot line of his family. Um, yeah, that was very interesting to bring into this as well. So I'm going to give this a three point five. I'm okay. Well, the one hour forty five minute movie has been canceled. I mean, everything has to be bigger, longer. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's a so, seventy minute indie movie. I mean, there's no, there's not a lot in between anymore. That's true. I mean, you if you don't have any money, it's you know, it's fine. Now, this had um, money. This, this had a hundred clearly... million dollar budget. I don't know how they're going to make. Yeah, that this back. clearly had had money, and it showed it showed that there was money involved in it. Um, I I was reticent about saying this just because i didn't want to watch a movie with cars going around in a pattern you know going left all the time and then when i realized it wasn't that that was good um but that's not what the movie was at all they do so many turns (laughs) um left and right and very fast right um sharp rights um but i was actually pleasantly surprised this was a short two hours and 30 minutes i mean i didn't think that there was a lot of fat at all in this movie outside of henry ford the second oh i know i well you know he wasn't that fat he was like he was like regular god don't use that as my quote please god don't use that as my quote i don't know in the um was this the 60s he might have been fat for the for then for then yeah he was you know well i think also the real life henry ford is fatter than uh than um What's that actor? Tracy Letts. Yeah, I don't know him. Um, you know Tracy familiar. Well, I know him as a writer, yeah. but he just does stage work. He, he has some acting stuff. Uh, but as far as the plot, I think that there were a lot of sort of little, there were some little plots going on alongside of it that I, I think that the movie needed sort of everything that was there. I can't think of anything that was really super ancillary. I mean, there was a little heavy handedness with the, you know, the suits versus the blue collar um, situation and you knew who you were rooting for all the time uh, you know you're pitting Italy against America and I think I probably knew who was gonna win the race at the end um, how it ended really made me mad but um, I guess that's probably the real story I didn't know anything about this story going into it so I was surprised that I liked this plot as much as I did um, and I think it's due to how it was written and how the the plot lines were all interwoven with one another and how it was produced to us that way that this you know you would get a bit of this and a bit of that and I would never I was never getting tired even during the nighttime when he was driving for 24 hours um <laughs> so I'm giving this plot a four and a half wow um whoa, whoa. uh I'm out. did I convince you I'm- did I give you up to a 3.75 or anything Nicole no um, seven five is not a great. Maybe in that. other aspects of the <laughs> grading system, we'll see. Okay, we can. I'm more that. with Nicole on this one. Um, it's still solid. Like I'm at a three five as well. Um, it is a little long for my taste. Uh, for what for what it is, a movie like this should be a half hour shorter minimum. A two hours, I would have. I would have been. I wouldn't have felt it. I did feel some. Length I agree. Here. Two did hours would have been you... okay. I felt some you length. felt the time. It didn't. Yeah, I it didn't. didn't feel the time it wasn't as all. easy breezy because I think the writing felt a little old. It felt you know like what's weird. Sorry. Um, it's it was long. Usually, I get about the length. Usually, I feel that at the end. I felt that in the beginning. I thought that the beginning 
let's say, 10 scenes or so were way too fucking long. I kind of agree with Nicole. I thought the beginning was a little slow here. Once once we're... That that might have been the case. Once our teams assembled, our heroes and villains are more clearly defined. Because, I mean, Ferrari starts off as the villain and they kind of are throughout the thing, but it's not exactly just Ferrari that's who... Who the the antagonists? I guess you could say that it's a. It's I don't think that yeah, they're not the main antagonists. No, once this movie gets rolling. We get we get that as the framing in the beginning there though, and then once right. you know once our protagonist Carol and Ken start doing their thing, then it becomes more defined of who the real kind of antagonists are. Um, but again, that takes a while to get going to that, and then once we we get to I guess kind of the middle point, it's not that the beginning's bad. Like I like our two leads. Um, I don't think it's I think it's filmed competently to good um but yeah to the plot drags a little from the beginning um i i think and i'm this will lead us into our characters right here of our two leads mm-hmm. i like ken more i think ken's more entertaining and engaging because he's i mean he's the more he's the the the, the wild man to carol shelby straight man so um but yeah like like ken's a more engaging character he gets to chew the scenery he's more you know boisterous and i agree with nicole i actually like uh the family stuff i don't was surprised i like that because usually i'm like uh we gotta include the wife and the kid and the whole thing that's going on or whatever it is i'm like eh, it's just it's kind of always bogs down it's not the stuff that bogs down this movie i like that stuff um and yeah as a whole the plot is solid it gets better as it goes um if if not a little long uh the characters though i kind of touched on carol and ken gave away what i think of the two of them i'll go to mama k this time what do you think of our characters of this movie oh you're not going to give them a number before you go on no i have more things to say i was kind of i was kind of transitioning our plot into characters okay i got you so the characters in this movie i mean i uh, um they're really (laughs) <laughs> you have the Sorry. plot of four or five and the I characters am... you're like <laughs> because i could not stop watching christian bale like he was never Me neither he was ken... he was great no he was never <laughs> ken what's his face or whatever he was like christian bale with a loose jaw and it was driving me nuts and every time he spoke was driving me nuts and it so it was so off-putting for me um that it was hard the character piece was hard for me i wanted to feel more empathy for him than i did because i knew i was supposed to um his family and the care his his son and his wife and the actors who portrayed them and their characters held it together for me for his for his role because i was not vested in him at all the matt damon character i was 100 percent behind and i did not see him as much as Matt Damon, but I saw him a little bit as Matt Damon. Um, really? Wait, wait, wait. And you thought Matt Damon's character? You thought Matt Damon as Matt Damon's character was a more more charactery and like in the character than Christian Bale and his character? Sorry, that's a hundred percent yes for me because because I just see him <sighs> that as is utterly ridiculous. Christian Bale. That is just so. so I, Matt Damon I is a hundred percent always Matt Damon. Listen, always. We <laughs> we talked about this a little bit off you know off off podcast yes that i think the only things that i've ever seen christian bale in are things where he does this exact thing he's the skinny kind of weirdo with a lot of energy that is single-minded and you know it's american psycho christian bale um and that's it was really just hard for me to watch christian bale is like the like the suits he's the he's the other side of the aisle no but he's no well, char- 
character wise, looks wise, it's a looks thing for for me for him that I I don't because yeah, you haven't seen feel... Vice because Vice he's literally Dick Cheney and uh, American Hustle. Even though you've seen American Hustle, we saw that together and you don't remember. He does a complete <laughs> transformation. Machinist, he's like a hundred pounds. Christian Bale's a chameleon. And I stand by that. But I feel like he was a hundred pounds in this movie too. I feel like he was so under underfed and um prestige you've seen the prestige uh, i'm not sure uh (laughs) you know you gotta let me have my opinion here this is what it is this is where i'm at with it um and then the other and and the other characters um you know i mean i don't want to talk about the italians because they just really didn't have very much to do in this movie they get dropped pretty quick but yeah but josh um what's his name's character josh lucas Uh, yeah, Josh Lucas's character was such a um, caricature of a person. Um, mm-hmm. And was he Leah? I Le- wait, no, he wasn't the Leah Iacocca person. No, Leah Iacocca was John Bernthal. Josh Lucas was the asshole yeah. senior vice president who takes yeah. over later on in the movie. He he was a super caricature, and I didn't need to be like that. Was so that went heavy handed for me. Also, the Henry Ford, uh, the second character, also the same way, which is probably actually probably pretty. I'm guessing accurate uh, portrayal of that Probably. character. I think so. Yeah, I think that that was, but the other one was so heavy handed and I just, I couldn't get past Christian Bale's jaw in this movie. It just drove me insane. <laughs> I couldn't um, get past Christian Bale's jaw. <laughs> yeah, there's my quote right there. Um, so, I mean, God, I want to, but after giving the plot such a good number, I'm giving the characters a two and a half. And it's gonna, they're gonna be Oscar nominated. So I'm gonna be proven wrong, but that's, I'm, yeah, Christian I'm Bale's gonna be up. I'm, I, I, I'll put money on the table right now. Of course now. he is. Cause, cause I mean, he should. He never isn't. Cause he's consistently great. <laughs> the goal, oh, what do you think? Do of that. The this characters? is the Meryl Streep of, this is, he's the Meryl Streep right now of, oh, you mean movie. really good? <laughs> I mean the same, but okay. Nicole. Help me out here, Nicole. Um, well, it took a solid 20 minutes for me to realize that Christian Bale was Christian Bale in this. Ooh. I was waiting for him to come in, honestly. It's like he disappeared into his character, like a, like an actor would. You know? Really? <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> I thought that he just looked like well, okay. confirm. Nicole like, like, turned what? to me 20 minutes in. Oh, that's Christian Bale. I'm like, yeah, that's Christian Bale. You just didn't recognize him. I didn't, but I yeah. think because they made him look different enough than himself to be okay um <laughs> we're Mag- using a lot of like uh, when maybe? we're doing this um <laughs> she doesn't want to upset you because i don't know i really I don't no, ever care okay i really don't me. ever care much for matt damon at all um <laughs> not much different in this than my opinion is normally um he was just kind of I don't know. He's just always such a snarky pain in the ass. I just hate him. <laughs> he played. He played that well. If that's what we were going for, I don't. I don't see him as the hero here. Like trying to assemble this squad. I just. He's a pain in the ass. Um, so I do. I definitely have to say that Christian Bale was a better uh, character than in this than than Matt Damon was for me. Uh, I just liked his his you know, family man perspective and he cared so much about his son and um wanted him involved and wanted to do this for the money for his family. If there is one person I can say is probably the worst character in this movie is his fucking wife. Really? Yeah. Oh, like 
I know like earlier. Her. I know earlier. I did say that I did enjoy the family dynamic, and that is true. But her, <laughs> but without a, the mom, her as a as a character, she was just the worst. Because, like, if we so. look at her in the beginning, she was all she was very lovey dovey with him in the garage and very proud of him. And then when things take a turn and he gets foreclosed and all this, um, he wants to make a living for his family so what's the next best thing is that he can race and he yeah, wants to do but that dude he was lying to her all that time that's the that was why she was mad it wasn't because he wanted to go race it's because he was lying to her but that, that about that scene that she had in the car when she was driving and she was acting so erratically she's not seeing the big picture of why he's doing this i mean he enjoys the racing but there's definitely the underlying message of him wanting to provide for his family and this is the only way he knows how you know he doesn't have a job anymore as as a mechanic or anything like that like that was his livelihood and now what what does he have left is he can race and i wish that she would have seen it differently um and that not that he was lying to her but that he was still enjoying this passion while at the same time trying to to earn some some money for his family so that they didn't lose their house whatever so her turn of character really pissed me off um mm. so i didn't care for her that much but i liked the i i really liked the um the head of the garage that was working with matt damon the older guy Oh yeah, forgot about him. I can't remember the, his name, the lead but... mechanic or whatever. He was. I really liked him. I thought that he kept the. I thought he kept those scenes going because they can get boring when you're in a warehouse. For me, it's just the same. I thing. don't know who you're talking about. Who is this guy? He was like he was the like... lead. The lead guy that was um telling like when they were the like the pit crew. He was the lead pit crew. All right. I don't remember him. <laughs> I believe he exists. I just don't remember. Him, but okay. he, was, well, he, he was like the old, like, oh, uh, like, like little, little messages here, little grumpiness there. He's the old guy. He's All the right. old guy. Okay. Uh, it's a shame we don't remember his name. We're just, we're terrible. I this, really but... don't. I, I have no idea what his name <laughs> it, is. It doesn't matter. I I'm like looking the... at the name and the, the names in uh, in front of me here. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know which one's him. So I, I like, <laughs> I like the pit crew. I liked the. I, I like the dynamic that that whole squad had. I didn't care much for any of the other people in the Ford factory. I thought all the all the suits were real uptight, annoying. Um, I couldn't catch the vibe of Lee Iacocca. I didn't know how he how what what way he was geared towards. So that was interesting, but annoying because I wanted him to have a definition, and I just couldn't grab one. But um, it's sort of like he was just there to watch the whole thing happen. Yeah, you know he, what I mean. He didn't have the opinion that I'm sure he did. But overall, I mean, if I could balance everybody out, I would probably give them, oh boy, two and a half also. Wow, really? After all that? I guess you really do hate the wife. (laughs) And (laughs) And Matt Damon. Damon. (laughs) The little boy is good, though. Can we agree on that? Oh, the little boy was great. Yeah, okay. He was. He was great. Which one? The little, the, the son. little boy. The oh no, it's you. Yeah, he's always good. He was in uh, yeah. Wonder. Um, he was in uh, Quiet Place. He's good. Um, and the so relationship between that's interesting. Him one of you dad. really likes Carol and hates Ken, and then the other is the other way around. Um, mm. I, I, I think. Ken, I mean, obviously, I think Ken's the best character. I've already made that clear. Um, 
you know, Christian Bale, I used to not like Christian Bale for a long time. I didn't like Christian Bale. I thought he was a smug dick and I, I couldn't get into him, but he just won. He was just so good and everything that he just won me over by sheer talent. Like he just, and, and he's super method and he goes super hard for all his roles. I don't know anyone who's gained or and lost more weight in a row for roles as his. And I think he really, maybe Joaquin, maybe Joaquin, another actor I love. Um, but he, you know, I, I feel this character, I think without him in this, I would be incredibly bored. If it's, if Ken's not in here, this movie has no pop and has no life and it's really paint by numbers. Um, but it does it have to be Christian Bale playing Ken? It has to be someone who can give it that pizzazz and spunk while also keeping it somewhat dramatic and serious. And I think, you know, he's a good choice for that. I, I, I think very mm-hmm. like, yeah, if Joaquin was doing Joker, I'd love to see him do this. But I, like, you know, there's a small handful of actors, I think, that can take on the one B role in the movie and and toe the line of crazy fun and and manic and weird but also you know still hold the dramatic beats with his family and his overall racing career i think i think he's a good choice and i think he's the best part uh matt damon i I don't hate him like nicole does but i do think he's always the same kind of like he's he's fine he's a good like yeah He's fine. I don't know. I can't think of anything I love Matt Damon in. I can think of movies I love and Matt Damon's there. Like like Departed's really good, but he's not. The... I love him in the Bourne movies. What are you talking about? Those are just good spy movies, though. Like that's not like that doesn't blow. The Bourne movies aren't sticky. Like I talk about the stickiness factor. I mean, I think I remember the one chase in the third one. That was good. But like, yeah. What do you always say about the Bourne movies? It's a spy. I movie. haven't seen the most recent one he's in with the. Um... Was it was it like an astronaut or something? He's an astronaut. No, oh, was the Martian? Martian. That was a couple of years. Yeah, ago. He was good in the how Martian? was that? He was good in the Martian. I, I know, that's that's like a. But again, bland. Like Matt Damon's bland. There's he is. the same he's, fucking he's, thing in everything. He's like a bowl bowl of rice, bowl of white rice. Just like uh, if you put good stuff oh, on him, it'll be God. fine. But like if you just eat him by himself, he's gonna be gonna be really bland. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. <laughs> he's, he's he's good when he's got other things around him, but like by himself, he is, he is bland, bland. Um, other characters we already talked about: Lee Iacocca, shockingly uninvolved. John Bernthal. Don't know why they use an actor who has a name to do this. If they're going to use him in the one boardroom scene, and that's really about it, um, where he has the 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 projection goes awry. Um, right. Family members, I like them. Like they're good, they're solid, and they do what they have to do. No problems with either of them. Uh, I guess I'm the only one who likes Henry Ford the second. I like his portrayal. I think uh, Tracy Letts. I feel did like good. that's your type of character, though. Real sleazeball. You love them. Well, I oh don't like God. the Josh. Wow. I mean, I think Josh Lucas's character is like Mama K said, stock and like in all these things, the up and coming asshole young suit who looks down on everyone and does everything by the corporate. You know, I I rule this. I do this. I and you I know he, there's going to be a twist at the end that he's that he's overseeing. Like, ugh. I just yeah. roll my eyes really hard. That's. I, I mean, I, I think the actor was fine. The character's just kind of yeah. contrived and the characters, ugh. yeah. And he's um, like, I don't know if in the racing scenes, I I'm not going to pick up the phone because I know you're plotting something. And he looks at him <laughs> like, oh, you with his arms crossed. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah. And uh I guess the last character, Enzo Oops. Ferrari, who's in like one or two scenes, like in the trailer, he looked like he was gonna be this badass, really interesting villain, and he was nothing, basically. No. He was basically a grumpy old Italian man who is barely in this. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the characters other than Ken for me are kind of middling to not great. I guess I like Henry Ford too. Um, so I get a three five. I think it's a three five is where I come out on the characters. Or Ken Ken really does pull it for me. Um, I'll kind of breeze through what actually, you know, the mechanisms of this, because at first uh, they don't use Shelby and Miles' uh, test car in the 1964 Le Mans. Uh, they opt for a different team, and they lose. Predictably, they, they do not do well at all. Um, and so, meanwhile, Shelby and Miles are continuing to work on, I think it's the GT40 MK2. I'm reading that's what that is. Uh, it's the second car they're working on. Um, and... They get into the 1966 Le Mans after, uh, and it's in the trailer as well. Uh, Matt Damon takes uh, uh, Ford the second on a like a little joyride test drive, and he and he breaks. That was one of the best parts of this movie. It was that was. I think that's a that's a visual and sound thing, which we'll talk about in in just a second here. Um, But yeah, that's reaction. They're they're able to convince him to let them let him be the. let Shelby's team do it and let Ken drive uh, much to the chagrin and protests of uh, Josh Lucas's character, Leo, Leo Bebe. I hope that's what his name. Beeb. Mm. BB. Leo. It was BB. Leo BB. Leo B. Fu- fucking Leo. Leo's like, no, I don't want Ken. He's too crazy. He throws wrenches at people. His jaw is unhinged and, like, you know, all the angry His stuff. His jaw is unhinged. He's, he's, he's unhinged in general. Um, so they, they get to the race and things start happening at the race. Like, there's problems, there's crashes, there's um, a photo finish. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second because of the visual and sound. Uh, Nicole, what do you think of the visual and sound of this? Um, well, I do like the choices that they made while filming this um, in the sense that everything was very clear. When you watch something that's from like 50s or 60s setting, it always has like a haze to it. You know, they try to make it look older, I guess, but they didn't do that too much in this. And I like that. It, everything was just really beautifully shot. Um, I'm blanking on what music we heard in this, if any, because I, I guess it just didn't make that much of an impact on me. I don't oh, okay. really do you remember, remember that. Because I, I don't remember the music much either in this. Usually you're the music This person. is a movie where the soundtrack is completely lost on me. I mean, with the exception of the fact that there was some dancing involved. Right. Uh, yeah, they had no. something on in the beginning, and that's all that I honestly can remember. So clearly, well, that says the, that about what we think about. The three the, of us the think this think pretty similarly yeah. on that aspect, but um, I thought that they did a really good job of showing a race for forty minutes of a movie with two guys staring at each other in two separate cars next to each other (laughs) because that could i mean while it got a little boring it wasn't horrible like i i i could i could deal with it um so i did like that i liked how they i i did i mean the only the only sounds that we get are like the car revving while it's like yeah Yeah. i mean that's all that i can really Mm -hmm. remember about it um everything else was okay i thought that it was just it was fine um I think I'll just give it a three. I'm okay. I agree with Nicole about the fact that, you know, we're supposed to believe this is in the 1960s and I totally believe it. And they don't need to have that cheesy, like, For sure. uh, you know, there's that Instagram filter that <laughs> makes everything look like that. They make it and like kind of grainy. To use that. Yeah. Isn't that what the world used to look like, Mama Kay? Isn't that what the, the It did. Everything used to be sort of brown and yellow. Just that's, those are the only colors we had. <laughs> yep. Um, Simpler times. As evidenced by the, 
by the Brady Bunch. Um, but they didn't use that. And so I think that, but it, but it was completely a period piece. I the mean, the cars there was, were badass so in things. this. They really looked yeah, cool. Yeah, the cars, even the, you know, the, the paneled station wagon that Ken Miles drove, um, that's like, Oh man, I'm right there. I I know where you're at, and the the kid has a Schwinn bicycle with you know those really cool handlebars, and you know, like yeah, that's 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 all accurate. Um, not that it wouldn't be accurate. Um, that might be that, and the car noises might be the best thing ab- about this movie, with the exception of that crazy scene taking Henry Ford for a ride. I mean, that's where <laughs> Matt Matt Damon really kind of won me over in that role, where he was just like. Get in the car, motherfucker. I'm going to show you what's what. It's his best scene. And I'll give you that. <laughs> it, I think it was the best scene. And I agree also with Nicole that, you know, I didn't clock that it was 40 minutes that we were actually partaking in Le Mans with, you know, with the drivers. But I I believe it. I believe that's what it was. But it really didn't see. It wasn't repetitive. Yeah. Um, they... I mean, there were repetitive scenes that were necessary for the plot to be driven. Um there might have been a little bit too much of the looking at each other you know, back and forth. <laughs> what else could you do? Italian it reminded drivers. me of like an yeah. anime. Like, I feel like. The thing- yeah, a little bit. It was like, oh, what is. Yeah. Um, Speed Racer. Yeah. Or, um, oh, yeah. you will shadow my sort next like- move. I must continue her block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. And they just. I like how they just like. There were more than one Italian driver, but they all just really looked the same. It was the same Italian driver, even though there were like four different Italian Ferrari drivers. Um, but they all had that same look on their face like, oh, I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, those were those were pieces of it that were well done and nice. It just wasn't super remarkable. That was um, kind of a bummer for me. And, you know, I am big on soundtrack. And because I can't really place much except for revs of engines and tires squealing, um, that's kind of a bummer for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm but based on the one scene with Henry Ford, I think it's I'm going to give it a three mm. because that was just so good. <laughs> bumped it, it up a point. So good. And our audience reacted like crazy. Like our audience was just like this dude, you know, he he's being taken for this ride and he's so overwhelmed by the fact that he might be dying at any second <laughs> that he just starts sobbing and crying. <laughs> that even, was so you know, good. You know, Daddy, he was sitting next to me. He goes, is he crying? Is he laughing? I don't know what's happening here. Um, and that's exactly what. If I hadn't seen that in the trailer, I I probably would have been even more. Oh, impactful. I, I I didn't see that in the trailer, so that was that was a. Uh, I didn't see time. that either. Oh well, then you I guys didn't see that either, and it was, loved it compared to me. It was then. I so freaking brilliant. I love. I did. I loved that moment, and all I could think of was, I'm gonna throw up a little bit. I really felt that, like, <laughs> yeah. If I, you know, everybody else's hands were sweaty, and I was just like, oh. Yeah. If I may interject real quick before you give your rating, Brennan, one of my favorite scenes in this is when we first meet Christian Bale's character and, you know, we're showing he's got his own garage and and everything. And then we get that, we get that one customer that comes (laughs) and he said, I I want my money back because you didn't do my car right. And he's like, oh, you think so? And he shows him. In his in his little sports car, and he's like, "Yeah, you don't know anything about cars or whatever." And he goes, "Okay, well, I'd like to see you drive away in that car." And it's like puttering down the street in the wrong gear. Oh. That was a really good scene. That was just because because it gave a little bit of insight for us of how 
Ken Miles is, but at the same time, it just added that comedic relief that we needed to an otherwise pretty fucking boring start. So I, I really liked that scene. That was funny. Yeah, I liked his. I, I, I agree. That's cute. That scene. His is very um, like dry and matter of fact <laughs> in the most assholey way possible. A, right. a perfect Christian Bale type of delivery. It's it's it, it, it that yeah that was that was a good tone setter for his character. Um, but the visual and sound is, and I think I kind of said earlier, you guys probably touched on it. For me, it's mostly competent with a couple of scenes that are like, oh, that was really good. Um, it's not. It didn't blow me away, but nothing was bad. Like I know, I know it was competent because I was engaged the whole time. When when there's bad camera work or like weird right. framing choices and like odd blocking, it's usually like that's the kind of stuff that drags movies down. It's not necessarily like the actor's not doing good or the plot's not interesting. A lot of the times, it's literally like where is the camera in the mo- in the room and how is it framed and like how often are you cutting between yeah, shots yeah choices those little kind of choices, subtle choices yeah. are like the difference between this being you know a pretty solid movie and it being i don't know like a a, a paint by numbers boring biopic it's it's subtleties like that so stuff like that i appreciate but having said that other than the two scenes you guys just talked about, there's not a lot to pick out that is remarkable. It's just super competent. Um, so I think for super confident with a couple of standouts, I think a three five, which I think is what I've been on this whole movie, uh, is is a fair grade. Um, so let's talk about the I guess three, not really three endings, like two endings. The first ending is <laughs> uh, the last Ferrari car that's racing against Ken and the other uh, Ford cars uh, loses control and crashes. Um and so Ferrari is now out of the race. Did Ferrari you see that is no coming? longer. No, I didn't. I I didn't know how this was gonna end. I didn't even know if he was gonna win. I had no idea. I like because I don't know the real story. Yeah. And I saw you know a pretty competent movie. It's based on a true story. I don't know how it's really gonna go. Like it could. It had some twists. Did you Did you see that one coming? I didn't. No, not at all. I did not see that coming. I didn't know. I thought it was gonna be like literal race to the finish, and I still didn't know who was gonna win. So. For the framing of the story, like the way they framed who the good and the bad guys are, like at this point, the the Ferrari team has been kind of forgotten about, and the real good versus evil, or if you want to frame it that way, protagonist versus antagonist are Ken and his like blue collar, like I'm just gonna race and do what I want, like all about me kind of ways versus big corporate Ford and their manager getting permission from their manager's manager to you know test every little tiny thing down to details until it's, you know, it's Ford, it's made in a factory. Um, and then you got, I guess, Carol Shelby, Matt Damon's character in the middle kind of, cause he remembers being a racer and he, you know, he longs for those days. And, uh, we, I think that opening 30 seconds, even though I don't love the opening is a really good quick feeder backstory for him where you understand him completely. Um, so well, he's kind of caught. His in- we see his integrity. We see his knowledge and everything when, you know, one of the scenes while they're, while they're racing is that they bring a whole another brake pad system like right and the ferrari protests that and everyone's like what the hell are you doing you can't bring another set of brakes and they were like yeah i can it's a part and it's just them collecting knowledge together and everybody's expertise coming together you know you don't think that um ken miles would have this insight based on his i don't know it's just on what he said before he just seems like a blue collar wants to race doesn't know as much but deep down Mm -hmm. you see him working on these cars all the time he obviously has the knowledge he's he's doing it every single day and for him to be like yeah we we read the manual backwards you know like (laughs) it was that was 
a good way to implement just how important this was to them. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm on board with all that. And, and, and at the very end here, now that it's only, I mean, there's other cars, obviously, but the top three cars right now are Ford cars. Ken leads the pack by quite a bit with two other Ford cars in the somewhat distant second and third place. And this is a part of the movie where I feel like they're constrained by reality. They have to tell what happened. And I don't know if the motivations, you know, 50 years ago were made clear in public. But the way it's framed in this movie is Leo, the asshole VP, is like, order Shelby to slow down. We're going to have this awesome three-car photo finish, all three Ford cars finishing at exactly the same same time. And that'll be such a great press moment, and it'll make Ford look great. And obviously, Ken doesn't want to do this at first because Ken's like, no, I'm I'm way ahead. I get to race in Le Mans. He'll win all three deal. titles if he wins. Right. Like, he, he is right. like... You know, it, it, and this comes down to his choice. Is he going to take the glory for himself like he's been this whole movie and, you know, really take the victory he's earned or kind of give in and be the company man? But really his yep, team player, a team player, a team player is a good way to put it. And and Carol Shelby, obviously, you know, he wants Miles to win as much as anybody. But he knows that this is, you know, this is kind of how it has to be. The three car photo finish. So. He ends up agreeing. He slows down, lets the other two cars catch up to him. They go, you know, kind of toe and toe together. And the race ends and a different racer, uh, McLaren, is actually declared the winner. One of the other Ford racers. uh, Because by like a hair, I guess he was ahead of Ken and the other driver. So, So, no, they said, no, this is what this is what happened. This this kept me up at night for two days. Okay, me too. He won. I, I must have said it wrong. He won because he drove <laughs> a farther distance since he started behind yeah. Ken Miles. That's uh, why he you're won. You're right. You're right. Apologies. Okay. That yeah. is correct. So, here's what here's what I'm thinking. What is the what are the ground rules for this race? Is it who drives the most in 24 hours or who finishes quickest <laughs> right. in 24 hours? Like what the fuck is it we supposed to do? Yeah, it's like they changed the ground rules <gasps> at the end of the race. Maybe it's just the tiebreaker. Right? Because at that point, Didn't it wouldn't. Like it that? doesn't matter because he stops back at the pit stops differently. Like I don't understand what what was happening. Yeah. It wasn't a tie. I mean, his car came in first. His car passed the finish line first. Ken Miles' car. They did. let and him. The other two were like. I think that the, all the racers yeah, the were, on two board were like with wingmen. This. We're letting Ken cross first, you know. but the rules were different, yeah. and Leo knew that. Like I don't know what the hell is going on. That was not clear messy. who knew what was going to happen. And I don't think they really cared, to be honest. The 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 Ford people, I don't think they cared uh, as long as it was Ford, Ford, Ford. No, the only ones who care even was... had an inkling of caring were Ken and Carol and I guess Ken's family. Like, And even right. they at the end were like, it's for the team kind of thing. I get these pangs like right. every, like a couple times a day. I still think about this because I'm trying to, I haven't looked it up, but what the <laughs> fuck were the rules? Like, were you supposed to drive the most distance? I mean, this is how it really happened. So this crashing, must be the rules. Right. Or, like, I don't know. Like, what was the, why, I wouldn't have never crossed the finish line again. I would have waited and, and found a detour. Like, I don't understand. I've <laughs> well, yeah, maybe about. done a couple of donuts, done some donuts before yes. the other guys came along. I am up in arms. He was like so far ahead. That's what I'm talking that about. He could have, you know. Confined by reality, confined by what actually happened, and they had to make it work for story purposes. So. This is yeah. what we get. Um, the second ending is two months after Le Mans, uh, Carol and Ken are test driving a new vehicle, uh, the J car, and Miles is the driver, and he dies. He gets in a really bad car crash while he is. Did you see that coming? Out. Now that since you didn't know the story, again, a, a, no, I no. did. Why did you see this coming? No. Because he 
they made a point to say in the last time that the car exploded when they were test driving it thank god he had on his fire resistant suit and then he was driving around this course and he didn't have it on and i knew it I knew he was going to die. Very astute, Nicole. I did not pick I him was up so there. pissed. I saw it coming as soon as he got in there and his son was there and they were all chilling. I'm like, he's going to fucking die right now. And he did. And he did. And um, six months after that, Shelby uh, <laughs> pays the, the widow of Miles and his and his son. Um, hands Peter, that's the boy's name, the wrench that he threw at him <laughs> earlier in the film. Uh, and... That's, you know, we get the little, at the end, uh, the little words coming across the screen telling us what happened in history. Ford continued its winning streak at Le Mans through 67, 68, and 69, and was the only American manufacturer to win the prestigious race, and Miles would be posthumously inducted into the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America in 2001. So, this ending... Hmm. <laughs> Mama K, what do you think of the resonance feel? Because I think this ending has a lot to do with whether or not this movie lands with you. I mean, it kind of does, and it kind of doesn't. I mean, if the first ending, if that's what happened, happened. I guess both endings, if that's what happened. This is how it happened, but... and then they had to dramatize it and make it a movie. So, like, right? I don't know how else you do it. I mean, this is, you know, these are these are plot points that people would probably be really pissed off if you changed. So I think you have to, you have to do it. They kind of did it as best they could. Nicole's right. They did foreshadow it. I was not smart enough to, to catch that. Um, but yeah, I don't know that that didn't, that doesn't make or break it for me. I mean, this movie had to end at some point. Um, <sighs> resonance and feel. I think the thing that I'm think the thing that I'll take from this movie is the Henry Ford ride. Um, that's probably about it i mean it was fine as far as a movie goes i don't i mean it's a fine story and everything it's just not a compelling thing for me i'm not i'm not a gearhead i have to say most of the people in the audience were a bunch of dude bros with a bunch of other dude bros um and the occasional husband wife situation Hmm. where you know he's clearly gonna have to go shopping with her at some point to pay for this um so uh, resonance and feel for me it's, it's a two and a half you're also in Maine so this is this appeals to the to the gear there's a, there's a good gearhead contingency in Maine especially the part where we're yes in, so. yes um, Nicole yeah um, I, I, I wonder if Shelby was really like this in real life I would like to know how he was as was he really this bland in real life? Yeah. What is passion? <laughs> was he like Rice? I would like to know what his passion really was. Was his passion helping his friend Ken or was his passion being on top and having a racing team and things? like? I I don't know where it lands, so it really confuses me of what the overall, like, what the, what the goal is for everybody. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that Ken was able to participate in something like this because he was so talented and I'm glad that Shelby saw something in him and, and fought for him. And that was really interesting to know that, you know, somebody got into this prestigious race and it was basically, he was, I, I guess, a nobody for, a, for a good while until Shelby brought his name up and, you know, people knew him, but they knew him as arrogant and they knew him as pe- like piece of shit to work with and nobody wanted to deal with yeah, him. Yeah, difficult. Yeah. So yeah. for him to come around and, and be one of the top three in this in this race 
really is important, you know, a piece of history. So I am glad to see that somebody took the time to make a movie about this because I would have never heard of it before. And it just pays honor to somebody who fought for his dream and tried to make himself better for his family. So that was, that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of stuff in here really could have been eliminated for me and I would have felt it even more. Um, I just thought that a lot of parts were really dragged out. If they gave, they gave the, the wife a really important role, but it didn't make sense to me. Like I know that she was really pissed off at him in the beginning. And then as things were going on and he got the call, he wasn't going to be in there. And like, she went through a whirlwind of emotions too, but I thought she just showed them really poorly because like at the end she's cheering and I, I, I don't get her thought process. So she, she kind of ruined a lot for me in this, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but I mean, as a whole, it was, it was enjoyable. Um, I was pretty upset that he died at the end like that. You know, that, that's really upsetting for his son to see that and everything. I guess I'm going to give it a 3.5. This is the hardest one to grade for me because it's an incredibly non-sticky movie. Um, it's how I've felt about the whole thing the whole way through. It's competently made, and I've, we've talked about how it's, I think I said it in one of the other episodes, it's got a 92% Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 99% user That's score. That's too fucking much. The me- well, hold, hold on, this is what I think, because on the <laughs> Metacritic and um, and uh, IMDb scores, high, but a little bit lower, and I think the whole thing behind that is, anyone who's going to go see this movie is going to get what they want. Um you know, like the dude broke gearheads are gonna get do go do broke gearheads. The people who want to see, you know, Christian Bale and Matt Damon put in good acting performances. I mean, you can debate Matt Damon, I suppose, but it's just there. It, everything's just kind of solid across the board. Um, it's got no stick though. Like I, the the only reason it's I remember is, it's. I mean, it's a yes, yes and no because it's. A, I think it's above the average movie that's made. But there's nothing remarkable about it. There's movies that are worse than this that have stuff I remember, and that makes it a little more important for me in resonance and feel. I look for stuff to stick with me. I, I mean, this is not a movie I'm gonna think about in a month, like any part. Like you guys, uh, you talked about the the driving scene with Henry Ford. I mean, I, I remember it because it was in the trailer. Like it's been pounded into my brain because I go to the movies every fucking day. But like, um, and then the one at the beginning <laughs> that I liked, the Ken Miles intro with the with the guy who didn't know how to drive his car. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, I like that scene. But that's that's how it was. Like, you said it, I was like, oh yeah. But I don't think I didn't think about it. Like, it's not sticky, and it's my lowest grade. I think my resonance feels like a two five. Um, because in the moment I liked it, but once I was removed, it did was you find lesser. it? Did you find it interesting that someone decided to make a movie about this person? That I mean, it's it's impactful for pop culture purposes, but you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things, what what was this like? A compliment I can give it: it's not a remake or a reboot. It is at least an original story. It's a true story, but right. I think that's kind of where we are. We're making. If it's not a reboot or an origin or a uh, or a sequel, and it's not like some indie weirdo movie, it's gonna be uh, some sort of biopic about you know some historical thing we haven't got of. And we've we've covered Hollywood's covered a lot of the big stuff, and uh, you know we're digging into some of the some of the other stuff. And it's it's not like it's a bad. I think movie. though I think this is just well. such a narrow. I, I think I mean you're I think you're right spot on about the fact that you know the Rotten Tomatoes is so high and um, user everything because, everything's high because I think this. 
I know. I think it's high, though, because the audience that are, are going to be jonesing to see this is a fairly narrow audience. You know, I mean, they're like you said, the people that are going to go see it are those kind of people and they're going to get what they need out of it. But, you know, if you're if you're at the movies and you're looking at what's available for you to look at right now, I don't know that you jump out and go, oh, heck, yeah, Ford versus like, Ford. Well, not, maybe not. Do that? It depends on, yeah, your audience. Yeah, what are you picturing with that title for it to be? I'm not, honestly, I'm no, not picturing pi- a... Henry Ford and, and what's his name? Enzo Ferrari. Enzo, Enzo Ferrari, because once I got yeah. into watching this, where the fuck's Enzo Ferrari at? <laughs> he's in, he's in all together 10 minutes of this movie, and that's not what this is. This is Ken Miles versus Ford and versus Ken Miles big versus time, the world. Big time. <laughs> This is this is Ken yeah, Miles versus that. the world. Done in the, yeah, the vein of Scott yeah. Pilgrim, maybe. That been, there were some cows <laughs> and stuff like but that. But like, even the critics who, you know, whether they want to see this movie or not, it's just like, uh, it's just so competent across the board. I don't, I can't see anyone not giving, like, I feel like no one's going to give this below, like, a, a C plus, and no one's going to give this above, like, an A minus. Like, it's just a straight down the middle, because they have ple- to see please, it. pretty much everyone who's going to go see it kind of thing. Yeah. So like it's safe and that's why because because they have to see it just like me and and but it's not something I would ever see. No, and you didn't love it, but you didn't before. hate it. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's Ford yeah, versus Ferrari. I mean, oh, great job everybody. <laughs> Let's go make another movie about another piece of history that we don't know anything about. This costs about. a lot of money yeah, and it's, it's like it could have been not anything. making money back. So I don't know if this is repeatable like the for the Panama that. Papers. Oh, we don't have to revisit that again. <laughs> <laughs> some people like that I movie i don't know why but like oh lord all right we're running a little bit long here let's get to our final recommendations yeah. let's start with you nicole would you recommend ford versus ferrari um i think mm. if you there's there's a niche market for this if you are interested in uh lesser known pop culture biopics of people that didn't make so much of an impact on society as they did in this specific area hey this is fucking for you and if you like um, 60s sports cars and seeing the Mustang and all that cool shit, this is also for you. But if you are looking for something entertaining, this is not for you. So, something entertaining. I'm going to say I would probably not recommend this one. Mm, interesting. Mom, okay. I'm going to give it a soft recommend based on its competency and you and everyone else like in the world the, the, <laughs> the, this is a like movie the worst recommendation that's ever, why it's every single person that's why it's at 99 percent. everyone's like eh, it's fine right <laughs> i know but i i feel that soft recommendation in my heart i mean that's exactly where i'm coming from with this movie um i will i will likely never watch this movie again and i can't think of a person right now that i would actually recommend it to because I don't have really those kind of, I mean, maybe my brother, maybe I would, you know, recommend it to my brother who grew up basically building cars out of nothing. Yeah, he's um, the core audience. But other than that, I can't, he, he might be, he's probably it's seen It's so it. interesting that um, you think of, yeah. when you think of a recommend, you think of people that you would, fi- that you think would find this interesting and you would recommend it to that person. And I, I never do that. I just think like, would I recommend this to literally a anyone that said, hey, is this a movie to watch? And I would say, no, don't watch that. Like I, I treat it more of a thumbs up and thumbs down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, did I enjoy this enough to be like, yeah. Well, 
It's just, it's interesting. I, think I, I mean, I think, I think I do. I think I think of it that way sometimes, but I try not to base my recommend on that. Right. Like, I'm caveating my soft recommend because if it were people that I knew, this would be a hard no recommend. No one that I knew, no one that I know is going to go in and want to watch. First of all, no one's going to pay to see this movie. So <laughs> um, if it were for free, that's a possibility. <laughs> but no one that I know personally is going to pay for to see this. So I yeah, think you it don't has know the an audience. audience and I think it's, yeah, and I think it's a fine enough film uh, to get a soft recommend from my heart. Uh, I'm pretty aligned with, with Mama K here. Um, I mean, actually, I think there are people I do know who would like this. Um, and maybe even... You're also a boy. True. I mean, this is dude bro movie. Um, there's girls who are super into cars. Don't be so sexist, Mama K. It's not, it's not 19... Like Megan Fox and Transformers. True. Thanks for doing... Thanks for thanks for reminding yeah. me. Uh, regardless, it's, yeah, it's like a soft recommend. Um it's it's not a waste of two and a half hours. It's solid. It's good. There's some stuff that I like in here, and I'm probably never going to think about it again until March or whenever <laughs> the Oscars come out. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is up for sound design for the race cars, or Christian Bale gets a nod for actor or supporting. Like, I'll think about it then. That's it. Mm. You know it's coming. Horrific I mean, British I, accent. I'm, uh, he is British. <laughs> That's what I said. He's... I thought you said his horrific no, he's British accent. From... I did say that because it just doesn't work in there when we don't know him. Ten miles as... is British. I know. Whatever. Oh, I thought you meant Christian Bale. I'm like, isn't he Australian? No, no, no. So can, like, uh, uh, the character is British. Like, he has to be have a British accent. Yes. <laughs> I understand <laughs> well, I he needs it, but that doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> we we will find out. It's been a there's been some good leading roles this year, so maybe he might not make it. I think he probably will, though. Uh, two He's two gonna... soft recommends and one, I guess, soft not recommend. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's <laughs> it was okay. Is that a recommend? Would you re- it's a. I don't know. Would you recommend it? No. Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> Turn your thumb one way or the other. What do you think? Too long. Thumbs down. Fuck that. Two too soft recommends. One not recommend for Ford versus Ferrari. You know you. <laughs> you know if you're going to like this or not. You've probably already seen it if you wanted to be hyped for it. If not, I mean, maybe a streaming is kind of what it sounds like we're settling on. If you want to throw it on when it's on streaming, go ahead. Um you know, if you've got a whole afternoon to watch a movie. <laughs> uh, okay, you know that it's going to be on cable in like three years, and you're going to be going by, and Padre's going to be like, oh, why don't we throw on Ford's Ferrari again? And I might say something like, are you sure you don't want to watch Independence Day for the 4,000? Are you sure you don't want to watch five that's, episodes that's, of something else? That's a little right. lengthy. Or All the, right, well, that's, that the, is Ford vs. Ferrari. Um, not exactly how, I don't know if anyone thought it was going to go. But we are going to not leave the theaters. We're going to stay in those theaters for the rest of the month. And uh, what do we have next? I think Frozen 2 is next. Let it I go. think Frozen 2 is Let next. Uh, and then uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. So a couple of feel-good movies coming up. Uh, and then Knives Out. Probably a less feel-good movie, but still still a fun movie. Um, and then I think we have some Netflix big films coming Chris out. Chris Evans got- in that? Chris Evans is in, in uh, not Irishman, is in Knives Out. That'll feel good, right? It's part of the reason why Mama K is so excited for it. What did you just say? That'll feel good? Yeah, he just said we have feel-good <laughs> movies except Knives Out. I said that'll feel good. Oh, what if he's the murderer, though? Oh, we, oh. Can't, we can't do this yet. It's going to be twisty. And then uh, after that, we have two I think, Netflix 
slash movie reviews, depending. Some people have them in theaters. Some people just have it on Netflix. The Irishman, the Martin Scorsese movie about all the old men and Jimmy Hoffa. And uh, we have Marriage Story, a Noah Baumbach film starring Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. And then some good December stuff. <laughs> Mama K wants you guys to recommend her a Christmas movie. So if you can do that for Please. her. Uh, Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. Black Christmas. I think that's on our schedule right now, and I might take it off. Black Christmas is a horror film. (laughs) I know, but yeah. But she she wouldn't like it. (laughs) No, she was thinking. So they make the cookies out of skin. All right, so we're signing (laughs) off now. Thank you, Nicole and Mama K, for being on board with Ferrari. You're welcome. Longer than I thought. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.